I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. I am coming to you from this episode at 1.30 a.m. Central Time, June 18th, 2021, from my bedroom with not my traditional microphone. It is with my uh, my Beats that are plugged in old-fashioned to a computer, uh, a Windows computer that I don't typically use. I have a funny story. I uh, I typically use it, a MacBook uh, because I have an iPhone and it's easy for me to do Canva and really work efficiently so I can airdrop back and forth and all the things. Well, <laughs> come what, what Tuesday, I uh, sat down at my computer and I started working on the mouse pad and it was like wet. And I thought to myself, okay, that's weird. And so then all of a sudden the keys were wet and I'm not really sure what happened because there was nothing around there. It was on the counter. And it's 1.30 in the morning, you're gonna hear me yawn. So this is real life. I know you guys and you mamas can appreciate it. Um, And so I pick up my computer and I turn it over and there's this like mystery liquid (laughs) dripping out of my computer. I have no idea still what it is, and I am not happy. I instantly ran to the empty uh, container that I had just recently emptied out from uh, one of the closets in my kids' rooms and put the remaining uh, bags of rice that uh, I had in my pantry and shoved my computer under it. I have never used this tactic. I've always read about it, and hoped it dried. Now I did pull it out. It was working to a point, but I am going to go have to go get it fixed. So I am improvising on this computer using earphones that I don't typically use, but I'm rolling with it because I am dedicated to you guys to get an episode out every week. And what came to mind for this subject is the rice peaked this, uh, this topic because my husband goes to Costco, like most families, they buy in bulk, I'm sure certain things. And he bought this humongous bag of rice. And I'm not talking just like a cereal box full of rice. It's a sack of rice. And if you go back on my Instagram, I'll show you how to cut the bag and tie it nicely. So it doesn't go bad, but we luckily had enough rice that I could, you know, pour into a container to that's big enough to fit a laptop open. And I was thinking about stocking up versus buying what you need and the chaos that's in your pantry. Because pantries are my jam. I cannot stand it when I go into my pantry and groceries are just tossed everywhere. I am almost giving up on the fridge because Every time I do go into the refrigerator and I organize it, you can clearly see where things go. But for some reason, it just can't stay that way. So 
I will continue to try, but I feel like the pantry is an easier thing to maintain. Maybe because it's bigger, maybe because there's more options and it it's not moved around as much because they don't go, you know, things don't go bad as, as quickly as a refrigerator. And so when you go into a pantry or at least mine, I try to keep stock. I try to keep an inventory list so we don't run out because when you have children and their favorite thing isn't there, oh, the meltdowns, the tantrums, the pain and suffering that mom and dad feel. So I was kind of kind of over a couple of things on when you should stock up versus buying only what you need. You know, when you're going to Costco or Sam's or these or these big box places just to, for wholesale, uh, not to always buy just because you use that item. So the first thing is, is to stock up on non-perishables all the time. That's your toilet paper, your paper towels, napkins, soda or uh, canned water, canned vegetables, those fruit bars or fruit snacks like this, you know, basically the the snack packs that you can pack in, in bags uh, for the lunch boxes. And those are like your non-perishable that's not going to go bad quickly. And you will always want to keep those handy because those will run through pretty quickly, especially if you have kids because there's constantly spills and messes and if you have pets. Um, so know that you're going to always use those. And so that is the type of stuff that you really want to stock up and bulk up. Now, if you don't cook at home a lot, then when you go to these places to, to buy bulk, you, you don't want to buy like the Costco size pepper. <laughs> I mean, most likely you're not even going to put a dent in it before it expires. So be mindful of your habits. Be mindful of how often you actually use these ingredients. And it's okay not to save for the big one because you're going to end up spending anyway because you're going to have to replace it, pitch it. So stick with the smaller spices and things if you're not a big cook. Uh, for one thing that we do make in my house a lot, my youngest really enjoys this meal. It's very easy to make. It's a version of, um, like a chicken, uh, like an orzo pasta soup, uh, that is in cook once eat all week. It's a cookbook that I love by Jesse, Cassie Joy Garcia. Shout out mama to you. Uh, you're right up the road from me in San Antonio. And um, basically, it doesn't take a lot, at least for the version that I make, because I don't have to do a lot. And I can throw it in a pot. And so orzo pasta, I always have in stock because we just blow through this. Like if I make a batch of this, it's usually gotten in a night or the next day for lunch. I stock up on chicken stock or chicken broth. You can buy that in bulk. I keep, I take them out of the box and I keep, and I line them up on the shelves. It takes up less room. It looks nicer. You can see how many are left. If you have them in the box, you go to get one. If you have a spouse or a child that doesn't throw boxes away after they're emptied, it's deceiving. You can always think that you see the box and there's stuff in there, but then you go to get it and it's gone. It's super frustrating. So 
eliminate these cardboard boxes, eliminate the packaging as much as you can so you can actually see how much you have. I also stock up on, um, what else? I try to do the shredded chicken. You know, I buy a chicken, I put it in the Instapot for 20 minutes and I shred it up and I can put it in salads, I can put it in um, the soup. I always bulk up on carrots and celery and onion because that's a mirepoix, the, the three, the trio that is commonly found in every stock and soup. So stocking up on things that you commonly make or things that are in a lot of meals are a great place to start when you're trying to figure out when you wanna stock up and what you wanna buy when you need. If you're making a specialty meal, like a roast or something like that, you're clearly not going to buy that in bulk unless you're going to freeze it. And if you have a large freezer or you have a vacuum sealer to space save, then I can see that. But for the most part, you just want to um, stock up on the non-perishables, the things for the kids. And the way that my pantry is set up is when you walk in, I group every food group that's similar. So for instance, if you go straight to the left, nuts, like I have all the different nuts in a different clear container. And then I have a backup bag to refill it with above it on the top shelf. But I keep the back stock in line where it is. Or you can put it behind or on the bottom. I don't recommend putting food that's opened and you're closing it for later on the bottom. It can attract bugs. Um, dogs can get into it. So I would stick it either behind what you're using or up top if you have a tall shelf or in a hidden cube somewhere where it's uh, all put together with like opened nut bags or something like that. But anyway, so I have nuts, I have the cereal because that's the first thing that the kids will go and get. It's the first meal of the day for them. So I keep it very close with some paper plates, paper uh, goods, because sometimes I don't feel like doing dishes. So it's all there. The breakfast stuff, the oatmeal, basically the brown, <laughs> the brown uh, section in color. And so then when you go over, I then group like the peanut butter and the nut butters and all the spreads with the bread. Because when you go to go make a peanut butter sandwich, it would be nice just to be able to grab the loaf of bread, grab the, the peanut butter and be on your way and not have to go and look for it on a different shelf. So I try to group those things together. So I keep that together. I keep um, all the snacks on one aisle and these individual uh, baskets where I can line them up. I can switch things over if I'm running low on something and I have a very similar item like goldfish are in plastic baggies and so are like popcorn right so you could put those together if you needed to condense uh, and save space those are the kinds of things I buy from Costco it's just my husband ultra buys and so we actually have lots of boxes that take up the room because I don't have anywhere to put the extra bags once I open it. So having the back stock nicely organized where you can first see what you are using now, the backup. And when you dip into your back stock is when you wanna put it on the list to replenish. 
you don't want to be running out and have no backstock left. So as soon as you touch the last piece of the backstock, which is the extra, if, no, if you don't know what backstock means, and that's when you would go on the list, replenish it, and make sure that you are having a rolling inventory. I typically will keep a dry erase board and I will write things down and then my husband can check it or I can check it when I'm going to the store to go uh, replenish everything and making sure that we have everything that we need because it's the worst thing in the world when you go and try and get them a fruit snack and I have three children and there's only one bag left like <laughs> who's gonna get it oh you only split it you're gonna get one and a half each you know so avoid that as much as possible I then also group the pastas together and then as you're looking at the pastas, I keep them in clear containers as well uh, if, if you can afford it or if you have them accessible so I can see the pasta. And then I will cut the label off and either tape it to the bottom or tape it to the back. So if there's cooking instructions, if there's an expiration date, I'm not losing that because I'm throwing the packaging away. And then, of course, I keep the back stock up top because we eat pasta every Sunday. We do a pasta Sunday as a family. And, but then when you roll down the, the aisle or the, not the aisle, the, the shelf, that's where all the tomato cans, uh, the sauces, all the pasta accoutrements uh, are right there. So, again, you can look and see what you have and make decisions based off of that. So just being strategic with your pantry layout. Now, if you have a very small pantry, if, for those of you who follow me on social, you have seen my pantry. It was a selling feature of this home. It is a large pantry. <laughs> uh, it's basically like our shelter if we ever like we're gonna get bombed uh, or tornado watch. Um, it's a humongous pantry. But if you have a smaller pantry, for instance, uh, my parents have a very small pantry, you need to get creative with your space. So maybe your backstock doesn't sit in your pantry. Maybe your backstock sits in, um, we, we, what we did at our old home is we had a nice size pantry, but if I ran out of room, we kept the backstock in our laundry room and we got these really nice metal shelves from Home Depot, you put them together and I would keep the back stock back there and I would keep a running list in that way. So everything was in the back. It wasn't cluttering my pantry and you could kind of check and see what you had and it's a little bit more open and I just organized it really nicely. Now I also, again, took it out of the box if I could. I tore the labels off so I could see the cans and how many and the expiration dates. And as I'm taking notes of the backstock, I also made note of the expiration date because the worst thing is too, is when you go back to go use something and it's expired and it's not like expired by a month or two, it's expired by like a year and you have no substitute. Uh, or it's the worst when you have to waste it, you know, cans upon cans of things. It's just, a, it's a, such a waste and it could have gone to good use. So taking note of your expiration dates is, is a biggie as well. So with pantry organizing with smaller areas, baskets or uh, that are open are great. 
the clear container is always a go-to because you can see what it is. But I really like the open shell, like it, they're, they're like cubbies, I guess. They're open containers and you can put cans, you can put baggies in there. There's a lots of different things you could use with it. And so they're very versatile. You can stack them on top of each other. And there's some, uh, they're like tiers. They, they're, they, they're like steps. They look like little steps and stairs and they've got wide profiles and skinny profiles and they can insert into each other to fit any length of shelving. And that's what you could put your spices on so you can see them or your cans or your soups, your sauces, um, your oils, your vitamins and supplements. So they are stacked. They're not all bunched together in a small corner and they're nicely spaced and you can stack up. So it saves room. So like a stair stepper back, those are really great pieces of equipment, so to speak, that you could put into your pantry. I like to go to Target and get those cubes that, you know, you can organize anything with those cubes. And I get them that you can't see. I get the same color if I can. Don't, you know, cheap out on them because they will fall apart and they'll bend. But what I end up doing is I have a baking bin. So anytime I want to go bake something that has a typical flour, sugar, brown sugar, you know, baking soda, all those baking items are in there. So I don't need to take them out individually. They're all in my baking bin. So I just take the bin out, walk it into the kitchen, take what I need, cook, then put it all back in the bin and then just slide it on the shelf. It saves room. You don't have to be as organized in there because you can't really see it. So no one can tell if you just piled it on top of each other or if you put it into clear containers or you kept them in the bags. And so I have a baking one. I have a protein powder and like health and wellness one where I keep all of my protein shake stuff and my collagen peptides. So that way I can just pull it out and it's all there. So it's not so cluttered. So those cubes are really great for that. And you can't see into them because they're not clear. And you can put labels on them so you can know what's in there. I put all of our cookies and junk in those and I keep them up high. That way my kids can't see. They might know where it's kept, but they can't see in. And for me, because I have a sweet tooth, if it's really late and it's really high up on the shelf and I can't see it, I probably won't go to it. So those are just a couple of hacks and things about the chaos in the pantry, when to stock up, when to buy what you need, how to organize it a little bit and how to really keep a good back stock. Uh, my final tip is, and I have a fun reel on social media, on Instagram, there's these command products, the 3M command hooks, you know, that the ones that stick to the wall and you can take the sticker off and it won't damage your paint. They make so many different items and they make these things that are like clips for your brooms, for your skinny vacuums, for your mops. And so I have this wall and I was tired of them falling over on me and cluttering it up. So I grabbed a couple, they come in a set of two. I think I have four up and literally you put them, stick them on the wall and then you clip in your broom by the broom handle and they're off the floor. 
they are in line and they're flat up against the wall. So space saver keeps them off the wall. They're not falling apart and they're really easy to pull off and pull on. So go and take a look at those. Super great. And I'll put the links to all of the items in the show notes in case you guys wanted to go check them out. So it's a late night tonight. The podcast is a little bit wild and crazy. I hope you liked the episode and you forgive me for the sound quality. I'm sure it's not terrible. And I really just appreciate you listening and keep your ideas coming. This chaos in the pantry was something that was requested I speak about. And I have lots more requests that I will be addressing here soon. So if you have anything that you want to hear on the podcast, any type of organization tip, productivity tip, a great story you want to hear, or, you know, hurdle you need to overcome, I uh, welcome that. Send me an email at heather at chaosandcookies.com. You can uh, go on my website and inquire as well. So I always love to hear from you guys, put it in the reviews. And I will uh, try to talk about it myself or find an expert so they can, they can talk heavily on it too. So you have a wonderful rest of your evening, your morning, your day, whenever you're listening. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.